Hey, thanks for tuning in, everyone. I just want to jump right into this book I came across called An American Sickness. Maybe you've heard of it. An American Sickness, How Healthcare Became Big Business and How You Can Take It Back. Elizabeth Rosenthal is the author, and a little bit about her. She first got her master's degree in English, but then went on to get her internal medicine degree where she practiced in the emergency room for about five years. But afterwards, she started working for the New York Times and then in a few other impressive writing areas before she really honed in on her health care reporting, which led to the publication of this book, which I want to talk about. This book is absolutely fascinating. It has great reviews, um, and so I thought, as I was reading this thing, what I really want to do is try to break this book down, you know, section by section or chapter by chapter. Because the reason why I absolutely advocate that you either read this book or listen to this podcast is because if you don't like to read, you can tune in here. But the main benefit of this book is that the author gives us the words to be able to say what we all know is true. Uh, what we all have felt about the North American healthcare system. Just to be clear, what I'm saying is our healthcare system is a dark, backwards, convoluted, sinister system that sees human beings as currency. And I know that's just a big blanket statement. I think it's true almost all the way across the board. It, this doesn't mean that every single healthcare thing you come across is evil, but as you will see, it's very likely that most of these systems are after money or um, power. If this is your first time hearing something like this about the healthcare system, or if you find these comments really shocking, all I have to say is just wait till you need to see a doctor or go to the hospital. Because it's not going to take long before the system subjects you to all of its evil and to all of its ambiguity. And a bit of human innocence and dignity will be taken away. off the bat, the introduction of this book acknowledges with an analogy how we've become numb to the cost of health care. She says, why is it that drug makers can charge outrageous and completely ambiguous prices for prescriptions, claiming that other nations won't cover their research costs, yet you can go see a movie or buy a car virtually anywhere in the United States, and the costs are, go are going to be similar across the board. In other words, why is it that I could buy a car here in Kansas or go to New Jersey and pay just around the same price for the same car um, all the way across the United States? Or I can see a movie here between like 8 to 16 bucks at the theater, or I could go to... I don't know, Oregon, and pay just about the same price to see a movie there. But when it comes to prescription drugs, you have no idea what the cost is going to be at any given point in any place in the United States. The prices are so random and so jacked up 
that you you never know what to expect. Why is this so? The answer is, it really comes down to money. The United States, according to Rosenthal, spends about 20% of its gross domestic product on health care. In other words, if we calculated a total value of goods and services provided in the United States, 20% of that total would be health care. By the way, if you want a dollar amount on that 20% spent on U.S. health care, a few years ago it was around $3 trillion per year, which equates to the entire economy of France. So in a funny but sad way, you could say that the U.S. could support all of France's wealth and resources yearly. So I sure hope France doesn't hear about this. You might think, wow, $3 trillion a year must surely mean that we are all well taken care of here in the U.S. But we all know the stark reality. This system is not working. We live in an age of what Rosenthal calls the logic of commerce. She goes on to show how treatments no longer base themselves on patient care and cure, but on money and self-gain. And when you think about it, this is so commonsensically pointed out in healthcare slogans because they claim to be, quote, patient-centered or something along those lines. But just think about it. Why would anyone feel the need to state the obvious on their slogan for their job? You know, why do you have to say that your healthcare is patient-centered? This would be like buying food from the store and the food label saying, food that you can eat, <laughs> you know, or going to a mechanic shop and the sign outside says, we repair automobiles. I mean, that seems like the obvious thing to state. But the reason the obvious has to be stated anymore is because it is no longer obvious. Healthcare is also a political affair. As the book will go on to demonstrate, and no one particular party gets off the hook here. For example, an advisor for John McCain, representing the Republican Party, once claimed that saying uh, health care spending was excessive was an overstatement. In other words, he's saying it was an overstatement to say that the U.S. is wasting a ton of money on health care. But once his mother fell ill and they had to sift through the mountains of ambiguous and scattered hospital bills, he said this, quote, There were a dozen doctors all sending separate bills, and I couldn't decipher any of them. They were all large numbers, and the insurance paid a tiny fraction. That's his quote. So you can see that, you know, he's going against his own statements earlier saying that, you know, healthcare isn't, uh, it's, it's not that expensive. But then he gets all these random bills and kind of has a change of heart. But Republicans aren't the only ones confronted with this sort of political hypocrisy. Like I said, no one gets off the hook here. The Affordable Care Act, more famously known as Obamacare, made healthcare, you know, we've heard it called universal, affordable, and accessible to all. 
but I remember having to pay a penalty if I didn't have health care during that time. <laughs> and a quick look around shows that our health care crisis has not ended. So uh, maybe more people have access to health care, but um, it didn't seem to solve many problems outside of that. Um, like having to pay random bills or finding out that your insurance doesn't really cover anything. Coming back full circle, everyone knows and has experienced the extremely long wait times, the astronomically and ambiguously priced bills, and the less than protecting coverage that healthcare promises to offer. That's all I wanted to say for now because I, I don't want to spoil anything else moving forward, but I think that this is a great way to open up this conversation because we need the language to be able to confront this thing that many have grown numb to or that we all know is essentially uh, ripping us off, taking advantage of us, and um, you know, putting a lot of lives at stake for the sake of money instead of looking at the patient someone who seriously needs help and could easily um, access that help instead gets extorted has to pay tons of money or even lose their life because someone wants more money um, out of greed and out of uh, avarice but just think this is just the introduction this isn't even chapter one You've been listening to the Free State Healthcare Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Before we officially go, I want you all to know that we received a message from healthcare itself, and I've got to be honest with you, it really freaked me out. And so I wanted to share this message with you, but I want you to know right now that what you're about to hear this may scare you. Give me a number. <laughs> Any number. It's time for the best trick of all. 42? 83? 264,379? No, no, no. Not four million. I like all those zeros, but it's too clear. Too straightforward. You know I only think in two colors. Gray and green. Yes, yes. I'll be your savior. <laughs> Bring me your sick, your weary, and all those who are heavy laden, and I will give them rest. I will protect you. I own you. Please don't bow to me. You know I only think in two measures. Wait and wait. Just take my weight upon your shoulders. That's it. Don't fight it. Slow, chronic, heavy weight. Wait. 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 Keep waiting. I know it's difficult. Just a little while longer. I will protect you.